Welcome to Kings River Life's Mystery Rats Maze podcast, where we share with you mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by actors from the San Joaquin Valley. This episode features the mystery short story, Evening Call, written by mystery author Julia Buckley and read by local actor Amelia Ryan. This story won first place in Sisters in Crime Chicago Chapter Short Story Contest in 2017. The ringing of the phone didn't create tension so much as increase it. The harsh jangle of my landline, not my cell, pierced the quiet of my room and my life. It was a sound of the past, but it didn't bring a pleasant nostalgia. I'd inherited the phone, and inheritances could be burdensome. Sonny! the voice of my sister, Alex, using my childhood nickname. What's up? My voice cracked slightly. Can you come to Dad's? Why? There was always the fear that my voice would betray me. I mean, I was just about to do some work. A sound that might have been a sigh. Alex had always known how to use her frustration, her sacrifice, as a subtle weapon. She was Alexandra, the favored daughter, the one who had doted on Dad after Mom died. I had fallen away. I was the thoughtless one. I know you're busy, Sonia, but I... Well, there's no good way to say this. Dad's dead. What? Dad has died. I want you to come and sit with me and him before I call anyone to take him away. Our last chance to just be with him, you know? I tried to sound shocked, surprised. Dad's dead? Yes. I'm sorry to be so abrupt telling you over the phone. Will you come? Yes, all right. I'll be there in half an hour, I said. Our father's house was in the city near the Chicago River. Alex and I had opted for suburban lives, both of us tired of urban grit. Alex had married when she left. She and Carl had two children. My nieces. My girls. I often took them for adventures to the Lincoln Park Zoo or the Botanical Gardens or the Shedd Aquarium while Alex tended to my father. She had always said she understood that I was squeamish about illness, that I still hadn't gotten over the loss of Mom. Now he was dead, and Alex had borne the burden of his loss alone. I drove down Addison, my mind on other things, barely registering when red lights turned green. I pulled up in front of his house my house once, and moved up the cement walkway. Last time, last time, last time, said my clicking heels as they moved over the smooth concrete, a palimpsest through which I could imagine the tracings of old hopscotch games. Then the door, with its strange wolf-faced knocker. I raised my hand, but the door swung backward and Alex stood there, looking domestic and sad. She reached for me and I hugged her, breathed her familiar cinnamon scent. I'm sorry, I said that you were here alone, that I haven't been here much. I know law school takes a lot of your time and energy. I'm proud of you. So are Carl and the girls. Dad, too, she said, turning halfway into the room and glancing at the entrance to the hallway that led to my father. A last ray of evening light shone across the room in one sharp beam. It caught my sister's green eyes and made them look ancient, sphinx-like. I can help clean up his stuff, I said. I was looking around, scanning shelves, pretending not to. It might be here, somewhere out in the open. I needed to find it before Alex did, before the girls did. 
My eyes rested briefly on the corner where she usually sat, the side table bearing her coffee cup, her knitting, the red leather corner of a book. "'We won't worry about that now,' she said. She grabbed my hand and squeezed it, and two tears ran down her cheeks. "'My little sister,' she said. "'When did you find him?' She sighed. "'I got here at about five, called to him, got no answer, figured he was sleeping like usual. I did some dishes, cleaned up, did some reading. Finally, I went in to check on him, and that's when I saw.' "'So,' "'It looks like natural causes?' I asked. "'Careful, measuring my tone, "'my eyes traveling around the baseboards, the carpet, "'anywhere but meeting her green ones. "'Of course, what else would it be? "'He was old. He was very sick. "'I'll call Dr. Pargeter soon, and he can tell us what to do next. "'But I figured we both deserved a final goodbye. "'Dad's not going anywhere, and he doesn't need medicine. "'The doctors can wait.' "'I nodded.' My eyes went to the couch and chair. It wouldn't be there. It would be in a shelf, or a drawer, or somewhere in the closet of my old room. I'd tell Alex that I wanted to see it for old time's sake. She sighed again and reached for my hand. She looked no different, really, from the ten-year-old who had reached out to me when I feared our swimming lessons, or the first day of school, or a long visit to Grandma's. "'It's okay, Sonny. I'll be with you,' she always said. I took her hand. "'squeezed it, followed her into the room where my father lay, already stiffening. "'But no, surely that wasn't possible. "'Do you want me to leave you alone with him?' Alex asked, her eyes wet. "'No,' I said. "'It's fine with us together.' "'I tried to study my father objectively, as a scientist might. "'He lay flat, his pillow cast aside in what I imagined to be a fit of impatience. "'I noted his full head of white hair.' his peaceful face marred only by an expression of slight surprise. The gnarled hands clenched above the covers. Alexandra had closed his eyes. I regretted this briefly. I thought that perhaps I might want to look into them one last time. Alex moved closer to me, put a maternal arm around my shoulders. I had a memory of her and my mother, laughing, each lifting one of my arms until... Feet didn't touch the sidewalk. Sunny can fly, they shouted, and the bright afternoon light surrounded us, enveloped us. It still took my breath away, thinking of that little girl, lifted laughing off the ground, lighter than air. I realized that I owed my sister the truth. How could I look her in the eye, look her daughters in the eye, unless I told her? I would face the consequences. I had been facing them all my life. Sunny? Don't cry. Here, some tissue for you. I wanted you to be able to see him. I know. It's good. I wonder... I'm thinking I might walk around the house. You and Carl will sell it now, right? I'll just take a last look, see if there's anything of mine. Sure, if you want. There's not much left in any of the rooms. We've been slowly cleaning them out. Yeah, that makes sense. I just... I left something here a long time ago. I thought I brought it with me, but I can't seem to find it. I'm thinking I must have forgotten it. What was it, Sonny? Her voice sounded strange, constricted. Just a book. Nothing special. It had a red binding. A moment suspended as reality dawned. I turned slowly and saw only her green eyes, huge, full of knowledge, green as a river of grief. You have it, I said dully. 
You have my diary. Her voice halting. I didn't know what it was at first. I thought it was something of Mom's, some book of recipes. Your handwriting is so similar to hers. It was like a sea carrying me away, far away, and I couldn't be bothered with anything but the knowledge that I would drown. You read it? She reached me in two strides, with a rushing sound, the sound of a stick whipped through the air. I felt myself crushed against her, my hands digging into her back. A strange howling noise emanated from me, and then I was soaking the shoulder of her white blouse. Sunny, Sunny, she said, soothing me now. Sunny can fly. The freedom of it, the joy of our circle of women. Alex pulled me slightly away from her. I never knew, Sonny. If I had known, I would have protected you. He... he never touched me. I never knew. I swear. I nodded. My face felt numb. The exposure of a secret so long hidden brings only dull relief, rusty gratitude. I looked around the room again, though now I was looking for nothing, saw nothing, felt nothing. I barely saw my father's stiff, sightless corpse. You couldn't have known, I said. It sounded like a whisper. He was careful. Sonny, my Sonny, she hugged me against her again. My poor baby. Awareness rises like the sun, slowly, slowly. I looked again at things I had not really seen before the revelation. My father, stiff as the statue of a soldier, his expression of surprise, the pillow lying on the floor beside the bed. I pushed away from Alex, but gently. How long has he been dead, Alex? My tone made my suspicions clear. She didn't pretend. We had never pretended with each other except in play. Since I read the book, since I read what he did, I walked in here and I called him what he was, and then I did what I should have done when you were twelve years old. I wiped my eyes. They'll ask questions. They'll want to know why he's been dead all these hours. If they want to do an autopsy... Alex shrugged. I'll say I had to leave for a few hours. I got back and hung out in the living room for another hour, thinking he was asleep. Then I went in and found him. I called you so you could say goodbye, and then I called them. If they want an autopsy, I'll point out that the man had a terminal illness. And you and I are upset enough about his death. Dr. Pargeter will be very sympathetic to our plight. Alex, why did you bring me here? I wasn't going to tell you anything. I needed to pretend everything was normal, which meant that I'd think you wanted to see him, say your prayers. So that's what I did. We stood in the silent room, barely conscious of the man who was dead, who had been dead to me for years. Do you remember when I was little? You and Mom used to lift me off my feet, swing me around. <laughs> yes, you had such fun. I pictured it when I wanted to escape. Her eyes again filling me up with their green remorse. I'm sorry, Sonny, for what I can't give back to you. I know. I have to call the doctor now, tell him how sad we are. Can you be sad? Yes. Let's not forget the diary. We need to make it disappear. All right. She reached out her hand, the same hand that had guided me through life. I'll take care of you, Sonny, and you'll take care of me. 
Yes, because we're sisters, she said. Evening Call was produced by Kings River Life. You can learn more about Julia Buckley and her other writing on her website, juliabuckley.com. Our theme song, The Blues, was written and played by Kevin Memley. Check out Kings River Life Magazine's website for more mystery, local theater, animal rescue, and so much more. kingsriverlife.com and krlnews.com. Now, we'll be back next time with another mystery short story or mystery first chapter. So subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. And follow us on Twitter to keep up with everything KRL, at Kings River Life. For more podcast fun, crime author Debbie Mack interviews award-winning crime, suspense, and thriller writers on the Crime Cafe podcast. Just go to bit.ly slash crimecafe to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Until next time, this is your announcer, Jim Tuck, wishing you a life full of mystery. Mystery.